You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. Cranberry Radio presents CEO Coach, a show custom built to give you everything you need to build your business on the web. From funding the finances, set up the staffing, our CEO coaches will break down the art of business development from the ground up. Now here to get you started are the experts of online business startup management and development, the founders of Outlines Venture Group, Jillian Music and Ann Kennedy. Welcome to CEO Coach. I'm Ann Kennedy, president of Outlines Venture Group and author of Global Search Engine Marketing. I'm here with Jillian Music, my partner at Outlines and co-founder of both Moz and Bread Approved. Together, we are serial entrepreneurs helping online companies launch, grow, pivot, and thrive. Find out more at outlinesventure.com. Hi, Jillian. It's November. What do our startups absolutely need to be doing this penultimate month of 2016? The short, short version? The short version. Okay. Focus on the team, your employees, you know, the folks who actually make the company grow. How are you doing this morning, Anne? I'm doing okay. Now, employees, ah, yes. You, March, we said the most important thing that must be done was to take a look at your team and ask the following questions. Is everyone on the right seat on the bus? How did they perform in 2015? How much did their functions move your startup forward? Are their functions and responsibilities aligned with your 2016 goals? And now, as we approach the end of 2016, it's time to review your employees' performances. Again, even though we talked about this just six months ago, You know, in a startup, Jillian, it's so easy to get caught up in keeping up with everything that needs doing and to let monitoring employee performance slide. But even if you have a small team and are still in ramen noodles mode, you must resist this temptation. Indeed, especially, actually, if you are in mode, because you have no room for any margin of error in terms of employee performance. So I would say extended from not just employees, but even to the core team performance in your startup, where you don't have employees yet, you just have a bunch of folks working with you. You may even have some outsourced folks. And we've seen that happen recently in one of the startups we're working with, where outsourced folks, again, were not performing and waiting too long to just cut those ties immediately 
So we can have an entire session around how to hire outside folks, make those contracts so that you can break them expeditiously uh, for non-performance or uh, less than optimal performance or unexpected, lower than uh, expected performance or those kinds of things. Um, But yes, it's critically important that you do this on a regular basis because you have to move that quickly. Evaluating employee performance management is best done ongoing regularly with instant feedback. And that's Mm -hmm. according to a study in Harvard Business Review on best practices in many large corporations, IBM, Dell, Deloitte, Gap, Oppenheimer Funds, even General Electric, which famously advocated a long time for traditional annual employee appraisals. The large companies are changing. What can we early stage startups learn we can well, learn lots. <laughs> lots lots and lots the biggest limitation of annual reviews and peter capelli who are writing in harvard business review is this and i'm going to quote with their heavy emphasis on financial rewards and punishment and their end of year structure they hold people accountable for past behaviors at the expense of performance and that bears repeating because that doesn't seem quite Uh, how should I say, intuitive. Literally, they hold people accountable for past behaviors at the expense of improving current performance. How does that work? Well, if you're doing an annual review, uh, you're looking backward. You, you are presumably, you did a review 12 months before and there were certain, um, goals set and, uh, uh, maybe some changes suggested or some rewards given, but that was 12 months ago. And honestly, uh, we're not just talking web years here. I mean, how long is 12 months in a startup life? Exactly. It's an entire lifetime, right? If you've just entire lifetime of your company, you have to think like, right, a, a five-minute timeout is huge to a toddler because it's such a date. It's the same thing with your company. And literally thinking about what this person was doing, you know, six, 12 months ago in an early stage startup is not insanity, but a little bit irrelevant to put it lightly. The question is, what are they doing today? Did they kind of come up the speed? Did they come up and get something going? Have they figured out wherever you are and what you're doing next uh, as your company pivoted and they were kind of no good for you before, but oh my gosh, they're going to be so powerful for you now? That's what we're talking about. You should look a little bit back, but really, it's what are they doing for you now? And this is precisely why a startup adopt a real-time feedback method for your team. It's about time. Your startup doesn't have time to wait a year to find out if someone is underperforming. You may not still be in business by then. Absolutely. Startups need to be agile in everything. So team performance assessment, um, individual value contribution assessment is no different. You may be moving people around to meet your business needs as they develop. So it makes little sense to evaluate employees once a year, according to last year's responsibilities. Right? Even giant General Electric has realized this. According to Susan P- they look at people much more frequently and are forward-looking rather than backward-looking. So according, uh, another contributing factor, by the way, is the need for teamwork. And what startup doesn't rely, you know, and what startup I'm saying, you know, doesn't rely on teamwork, right? If you've got only one person with one idea, you don't have a company yet, right? So you're much better off, right? And so is your startup, 
if you keep track of whether your employees are meeting their short-term goals. You could say quarterly or even bi-weekly, and then you deliver feedback quickly. Right? Many engineering teams, for example, work in two-week tranches. So this is a system, say the HR writers, that more naturally follows the cycle of work. Managers and employees have a natural conversation point, and when projects finish, when milestones are reached, when challenges you know pop up, right? So it sounds like life in your startup, I hope. When that happens, that's your natural conversation point. Hang on to that one. The point is to give feedback and provide rewards anytime it's warranted. And there are apps for that. There's a whole category of apps for uh, performance development uh, that provides places to store notes from conversations, call them up and summarize them. Uh, there's one at IBM that lets employees give feedback to peers and uh, uh copy the boss if they uh, if they choose um, there these all these apps we'll put some links to the Harvard Business uh, Review article in our on our Facebook page that is facebook.com CEO coach forward uh, forward slash CEO coach uh, and we'll put the links up there so you can look these up for yourself there was actually a lot more in that uh, Harvard Business review article. It's called The Future of, uh, of Performance Reviews, The Performance Management Revolution. Um, they talk about uh, how the appraisals can give managers the, the old way. We gave them a clear-cut way of tying rewards to individual contributions. Now they need to figure out how to make this uh, new practice will affect the pay-for-performance model. And it's it's uh, an interesting conundrum, but you know, I'm I'm not sure that has a whole lot to do with startup life, really, because um, in a startup, I mean, you're mostly trying to survive, thrive, and grow. Correct? Absolutely. I would say that um, there are things to learn from the major organizations. Absolutely, but running a third stage, in other words, a stable corporation, a multinational, and so on, is quite different than startup. So, in startup, I would say the things to focus on that we talked about right here today are the following. One, it's critical to do reviews of employee and core team, those who may not be taking take checks yet, right? And even your outsourced folks on a regular basis. And regular for you will be different for each kind of team member, right? So it can be as little as perhaps two weeks. How did you do in this two-week tranche of, um, you know, uh, engineering development? Uh, how did you do in this marketing uh, push? Maybe that was six weeks, 10 weeks, who knows, right? It's what we call those natural conversation points. It's critical that everyone gets a natural conversation point review. How did it go? What are you doing next? If you're making a major pivot in your corporation, um, you know, you're just a new at startup and so on, you've tested something out, you've thrown away the idea and, you know, found its Achilles heel, as Astro Teller would say. And by the way, we'll talk about that in the next segment. Um, if you're going to do that, then you have to discuss whether or not the person in front of you is going to be useful in your next iteration, whichever way you're about to pivot. So again, they may have been very useful for the last one and not applicable for the next, or they may have been not so hot on the last one, but these are the guys who figured out the pivot. I think we'd better take a break here and hear from our sponsors. Um, when we get back, we're going to talk about more about how to appraise your uh, performance, uh, not just when, but how 
to appraise your employee's performance. And uh, we'll uh, talk about Astro Teller's work as well as some from First Round Camp. We'll be right back. More on how to get your business on the web with CEO Coach after this. Is your website hacked? Is your website displaying error messages or loading slowly? Even if there are no signs of malicious activity, your site may still be compromised. Websites, like cars, require regular maintenance to perform at their best and not leave you stranded. At Fjord, our website maintenance experts can help you assess which one of our maintenance plans will best support your needs. Visit FjordDigital.com or call 612-877-3840 and get the support and protection your website and business deserve. That's F-J-O-R-G-E Digital.com. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Pick out some new favorite podcasts now at cranberry.fm. We're back with Jillian Music and Ann Kennedy on CEO Coach, only on Cranberry Radio. Welcome back to CEO Coach. We are talking today about evaluating your team and appraising performance and why you need to be doing this more or less continuously rather than just once a year. In a discussion of how to retain employees, uh, First Round Reviews says, if we do our jobs as leaders, a performance review should have two columns, A, for what you do great, and B, for what you do not so great. That certainly simplifies things, doesn't it, Jillian? <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, perhaps a little too much, I'm not sure, but I get the, I don't know, the hyperbole. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> Well, the hyperbole came from the, the reference, and again, we'll put the link to this article, too, up on our Facebook page. Uh, the, the, uh, uh, the, the reference was to um, r- a large restaurant operation where, you know, feedback is almost continuous. You know, how fast you have to work in the kitchen on the, on the line and that mm-hmm. sort of thing. And so it, in that kind of environment that um, is by definition – uh, rapid and gets rapid feedback, this is where this kind of thing works really great. Might not work so great in, say, somebody building a SaaS company, but then again, it it, it might. At least if you get down to uh, two things you can talk about on a regular basis, that's an improvement over waiting a whole year. And that's what we've been talking about in this show, is that if you're a startup, an early stage startup, you really cannot afford to wait 12 months to, to determine whether uh, members of your team are performing um, uh, uh, up to speed and moving your, your startup forward or not, can you? I, I totally agree. But my put is, A is for what you do great. 
B is for what you do not do so great, right? And yeah. C is for what might you be great at? And I think that's the killer piece. That's um, awesome. Right, and that is the awesome killer piece because uh, in a restaurant uh, there are a finite number of tasks to be accomplished and it's pretty straightforward. There's not a whole lot you can do with in terms of creativity of what else might be done. Right? I mean, you can have all kinds of restaurants, that's great, but you're pretty sure of what you're going to do. In a startup, technology startup especially, if you're designing the next big thing, providing SaaS services, providing product, I don't care what it is, there is that. What else might you do that is quite you know, wonderful? Okay, so I think if we add that third column, we'll be good to go. Now, as you were saying, this comes from uh, Carly Guthrie. She's a, a veteran uh, tech uh, HR person, and it does make you know perfect sense it to simplify the process okay, yeah, I think that, so it, it takes up a lot less of your time heading up your startup and what's the one thing that's really hard to come by in a startup yeah time it's the one thing we don't get back i totally agree so getting your head around this stuff a b and c i think very clear um it, it gives you a structure and it gives your um people a structure to look at when they know they're going to be reviewed and when they're reviewing others so the concept of the 360 review i think is also very important in which we do peer reviews um i understand uh, the idea of uh, major corporations doing this kind of peer review and maybe copying uh the boss i don't know that's just uh, it, it can turn into to sniping so quickly. So be careful how you put those things together um, and, and what kind of technologies or apps that you want to use around that. Uh, but nevertheless, I think it informs your culture. So you make on-the-spot performance appraisals frequently, you can actually help people to improve what they're doing, right? It, it bespeaks transparency, accountability, honesty, right? These are highly desirable characteristics of a very healthy corporate culture, as well as of individuals. The employees are more likely to want to stay in, right? If you are waiting, you build up this sense of dread, if you are constantly providing feedback, people have the opportunity to improve incrementally in small ways that make such a difference within the organization, right? So what's the difference then, if you will, between feedback, which is kind of something you give regularly, and a real performance review? And the answer should be that I think they meld a little more tightly, especially as you're in a small startup. So this applies to mentorship. This instant feedback flows back and forth freely. It'll improve performance when and where you need it. Right? And I quote here, good mentors have a very clear sense of what you're supposed to be accomplishing and won't wait to give you feedback. Startups could benefit from using mentorship as an opportunity to shorten their own feedback cycles without making people nervous about their performance. Now, you and, Anne, uh, and I, Anne, we make a business of this. We provide coaching to senior team levels, right, at very fast-growing companies and or startups. Um, we do that because it provides um, counsel and uh, encouragement to improve rather than simply this backward assessment. And those companies that hire us to do this kind of work have the kind of culture we're talking about today. I think that's kind of a, a critical piece to success. I would say so. And to, uh, to return to uh, Carly Guthrie, there's another thought, too, that I wanted us to bounce around here today. She recommends bringing in professional human resources as early as you can. 
Um, and really not so much a nice to have, but an important role to fill with someone you can trust uh, with the deepest, darker secrets, darkest secrets of your organization. Also, the single most important thing a good HR manager can do for a startup is to train managers to handle HR questions and issues, which is critical to your being able to scale. So, um, and we usually think of HR people as, as folks who, I don't know, handle the payroll and hire and fire and so on. So uh, she's really looking at it at quite a different way. Um, you're saying trusting them with the deepest, darkest secrets of your organization. That's a completely different thought process than how we think of HR in, in general. Indeed. Um, but I think that the trust element needs to be very high, especially in a small startup. So when can an early stage company reasonably expect to bring on an HR professional? Yeah, um, the, the question, of course, is always about money. At what point do you get funded enough to bring in such a person? And what you're really saying here, Anne, is that your HR person is not somebody who merely handles paychecks and, um, you know, hires and fires or, or, you know, slaps somebody on the wrist if they didn't follow the rule book. It really is bringing on a full-time mentor. Exactly. Actually improve the value of your highest key players. Very interesting idea. And, um, you know, if you can outsource it, great. And I would suggest that at the earliest stages you outsource that sort of thing. And then um, as you are able, you consider bringing somebody in-house. Now, not every mentor connects with every employee, right? They're very different communication styles, values, all kinds of things. You do want to make sure that whoever you bring in-house um, does meld with the communication style of your company, uh, melds with your corporate culture. There are very different cultures, as we have talked about. Um, everything from, you know, Moz, which is um, all about tag fee, right? Uh, cute little robots and things like that, uh, to things like Apple, where nobody would ever have accused Steve Jobs of being tag fee. On the flip side, he um, had a culture that people resonated with, uh, people who wanted to make the world simple, elegant, beautiful, and entwined with technology to seriously move the world forward in that integration of human activity and technology. And um, it depends on what kind of a culture you're running as to what kind of a mentor you're going to bring in-house. And then HR is the place where you put and just to bring it back one more time to Pete Drucker, culture eats strategy for breakfast. Yes, every time. That's right. Um, so if that's the case, then bringing your HR people in um, at a reasonably early stage makes sense. You know, them as the hire, fire, and pay the, the payroll, you think of them in-house as early as possible so that there is a constant and evolving um, assessment of who's doing what, how well they're doing, and most importantly, how well could they be doing. Every time you have somebody who has potential to provide value to the company, but no outlet to explain to anybody how that could happen you're leaving money on the table. You're losing money. As soon as you bring in such a mentor in your HR department, um, there is a regular process and, um, and a culture then of that kind of communication where people can literally walk in and say, I'm not doing so well at this. Help me do better. Until the mentor says, actually, you don't need help to do better at that. You need to do something else. 
Right? That makes that- so much sense for keeping an agile uh, startup growing. We need to take a break now. Um, we'll be coming back w- to uh, recap all of this, uh, give you some top tips for doing pr- employee performance appraisals when your company is early stage. It's CEO Coach, and we'll be right back. More on how to get your business on the web with CEO Coach after this. Are you paying too much for your paid advertising, or have you quit altogether because it seemed like a huge waste of money? Studies show that companies waste 25% of their PPC spend on average. The web marketing experts at WMETraining.com can show you how to make your AdWords account a lean, mean converting machine. Whether you're just starting out or want to take your skills to the next level, we have a class for you. Contact the web marketing experts at WMETraining.com. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white-label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. Synergize your search engine education from 101 to Rockstar level. Only on Cranberry Radio. Cranberry.fm. We're back with Jillian Music and Ann Kennedy on CEO Coach, only on Cranberry Radio. Welcome back to CEO Coach. This is Ann Kennedy. I'm here with Jillian Music, and today we are talking about how to appraise your employee performance. And where we really came out at the end of the last segment, Jillian, was how to develop your company's uh, employees so that they bring your uh, startup forward within your culture. And that brought us to a good reason to involve professional human resources in your organization as early as possible. I agree. Um, and it, it's an interesting thing. I was sitting here thinking during our break about uh, how that really plays out in a corporate culture. What we're saying is that your HR department uh, contains a mentor. And the mentor is someone who sees the broader picture of the company, understands the holes and gaps in it, either hires for those things. So, yes, they're part of that. Uh, They do have to fire when there has been a mismatch. right? But they also get to mentor the key people in your team and perhaps everybody in your team. And what you're really doing is creating a culture in which a business life coach is on staff at all times. Think about that. A business life coach. How many times would you say an employee has a personal issue, a, um, a training gap, um, an educational gap, uh, a life experience gap, and so on, that some mentor or advisor, or if you will, a life coach, could help them get through and over for the value of your company, your team, and for that individual? The whole idea that we could build a company in which we say, you know what, Life Coach is part of the services and the value you get when you work with us. What a deal. 
What a deal. But also, I, how can that not move your company forward? I mean, it right. just, it's so many startups we see, it's all focused on the product or getting money, getting funded. And yet the really, are we overlooking the really core thing, which is how do you keep your team growing and moving forward? Because that really is your company, isn't it? Besides your IP, it's your team. Mm-hmm. I've been doing this for a long time, and I mean, longer than you know I, I even remember sometimes. But back in the early '80s, or actually no, late excuse me, the late '80s, I worked with a woman who was uh, doing training in the medical field, and she and I would head out on the road. We would talk to people in uh, emergency rooms. These are folks who are just prone to burnout all the time. Uh, Intense situations, uh, emotional situations, loss of life and limb. I mean, really tough stuff in an emergency room. So the things that they see and deal with daily were intense. And we would discuss with them ways in which they could improve their business processes so that they could get on with the work they had to do. I remember talking to a group uh, who was explaining to us their business process, which is, Somebody comes in with a child who is either very ill or bleeding, and the first thing they need is the insurance information. How do you get that stuff out of the terrified parent who wants nothing more than would you please look at my child first? And so we talked about addressing the needs of people, this explore, acknowledge, respond. We talked about all kinds of things. We talked about ways to communicate with people under stress. And years later, and I'm talking like almost a decade later, I met one of those people in a completely other place, another city and so on, who sought me out and said, you know, I was in that session and your discussion saved my life. Your discussion saved my, my marriage, uh, my relationships with others and so on. I applied it not just to work, but also to my business, uh, to, to my uh, business of life. And that was quite extraordinary. If we do that for our employees... We improve communications, not just um, between employees, but also um, among the employees and their personal uh, relationships. And when the personal relationships in life are better, the employee can focus better at work. You can understand how this is an improvement in the life process and also in the business life process. So I'd say we should get to our top tips and for today. Yes, we should. One top tip. Well, the first, my first number one top tip is face up to appraising your employees' performance and make it happen regularly. And I say face up because I think that uh, we get busy in startups. We get uh, perhaps if we are uh, technical engineers leading founders of our startups, this maybe isn't something that we come to comfortably, but it must, must, must be done. And it is best done regularly at a very, uh, very short schedule. As you said, Jillian, even bi-weekly, just like the uh, sprint tranches of engineering. Yeah, yeah. We do. And when you do that, by the way, if you are one of those technical founders and engineering type and this does not come easily to you, it's much easier when you do it in the short term because that provides the ability for the other person to, if you will, shape up. It isn't just a ship out thing. As soon as you wait much longer, six months, a year, that sort of thing, right, it's really a ship out conversation. You didn't do well, out you go. 
That's bad news, and that's why people can't face up to doing this with their team members. If you do it regularly, you give them constant opportunity to improve. So number two. That you just led right into it is provide instant feedback and rewards as the work is accomplished rather than waiting for an annual review. And my my last tip is get human resources professionals on board as early as possible, whether you outsource it or you bring someone in um, in as an employee, but get that function going to help back you up in growing your most, most important asset next to your IP is your people. Right. And when you look for your HR person, you're not looking for somebody who manages the bills. You're looking for somebody who can mentor your uh, key people, who can hire well, and who understands when to exit somebody from your organization. So that's it for this Monday morning at CEO Coach. We'd like to thank our producers at Cranberry Radio for their support. You can download these shows at cranberry.fm forward slash shows forward slash CEO hyphen coach. Also at iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and many other places around the web. You can find links and more on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash CEO Coach Podcast. Again, that's CEO Coach Podcast at Facebook. Stop by, hit the like button so we know you're out there. Tell us what you'd like to hear about on CEO Coach. Thanks for joining us. I'm Jillian Music with Ann Kennedy, and you can find out more about how we help companies to launch, grow, pivot, and thrive at outlinesventure.com. Till next week. The opinions expressed are those of the hosts and their guests and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cranberry News Marketing and Cranberry.fm. Rebroadcasts or retransmission of this content without proper consent is prohibited. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.